Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. And this week I'm joined by Leif Calif, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Um, we're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. But I think we're going to be doing it by actually looking abroad first, aren't we, Leif? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, having a chat, I think, about um, Evergrande, the, um, the Chinese property company that's been in the news quite a lot recently. Um, so, so, yeah, why, now why is this important to us? Because one might think, you know, at first sight, uh, a Chinese property company could be of almost no interest whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so tell us why. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting first stab. I, I think the first, the first reason is um, the, the sheer size of the company is one of the biggest Chinese property developers, uh, and it has a huge amount of, of debt, um, around $300 billion worth of debt, um, and it's in trouble. Um, um, it's basically uh, potentially going to default on some of that debt. A lot of it, the prices of some of this debt suggest that it is going to default, in fact. Um, and that means uh, a lot of other companies, particularly financial companies, are not going to get their money back. Um, suppliers might not going to get their money back if it fails. Um, obviously, you know, kind of, in, you know, it, it, it employs a huge number of people, so they, their jobs might be lost. So there's a huge kind of kind of global impact here that, that markets look at and, and, and are worrying about. Um, there's also kind of, you know, a bit, it's a bit more than just the company as well. It's also kind of the state of China. What is the state of China? Because, this is obviously, you know, kind of a company that is right at the core of, of the Chinese economy. And, you know, the Chinese, the Chinese authorities seem to be kind of, you know, kind of curbing what, what they see as excessive capitalism. Mm. And we've seen this in the tech sector. We've seen this in education. And now it's kind of in the property sector. Um, and there's also, I guess, just a bit of worry about what does that what does that mean? Is China, you know, backing off from, you know, being kind of such a huge mm. um, um, kind of consumer of goods? And, and and this is this has kind of had an effect also on, on on iron ore prices because, you know, people are looking at the Chinese property sector. And, you know, we've heard for a long time about the kind of excess that has been in there, the idea of ghost cities, construction for construction's sake. Mm. Um, but 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 that that kind of industry. Um, consumes a lot of raw materials and a lot a lot of those, the prices of those raw materials have now sank like a stone because markets are looking at this and going well actually has has this party come to an end um and and is this company going to become insolvent and is that going to have a knock-on effect um across the country and across the globe though of course the contrary side to that is that we were worried only a short time ago that because economies around the world were picking up that um supplies of almost everything was going to be hard to hard to come by so i suppose to some extent if the chinese economy slows down that pressure might actually be reduced slightly 
that's that's right yeah um and so those those kind of prices of raw materials um of, me uh, of, of metals so particularly iron ore and copper um have, have fallen significantly so yeah you're absolutely right and, and ship, shipping costs is another one of course lots of um importers in this country talking about the staggering cost of importing things now because of the right. price of, of just putting something in a container and bringing it over from china yeah that's that's right so i mean there, there's obviously kind of a lot of displacement here um but i mean it's, it's worth kind of pointing out at the same time obviously we've got this huge gas cr um, price crunch mm. going on at the same time so um there's lots of waterbed effects going on across the global economy that's that's partly come from kind of a very synchronized um sort of resurgence of demand because the pandemic is waning in major economies yes and so everything switched on at once. Um, and, and that means that that demand is just there. It's kind of unprecedented that you should have such a significant pickup in demand in, a, in such a synchronized yes. fashion. Um, and so and so there are kind of distortive effects that are just rippling across global markets. So I, I think just in the context of what's happening with Evergrande, there have been kind of headlines about is this the new layman sort of thing and i don't want to underplay it because there were lots of before layman's happened there were lots of rumblings that went on yes. for almost two years i mean yes. there's you know lots of hedge funds and stuff like bear stearns went on and everyone was like well is this a problem not really and it was only when layman's hit that everyone went well this really is a problem um but I, I think evergrande is big but but as i understand it there are lots of property companies in china in a very similar state there are yes i guess the issue is what is the impact on the financial sector yes. because with all this debt you know it's kind of if that defaults and all the, the banks who have kind of taken on this debt you know that that capital is is gone or largely gone but of course since the financial crisis banks in theory should be um, much um, much uh, um, um, better capitalized and also central banks are much more sensitive to what's going on um, and we know that kind of, you know, the Chinese central bank could step in to do stuff if it wanted to. It's not at the moment. Well, I mean, it's, it's injecting money into mm. the, the economy like all central banks, but they're not bailing out this company, which suggests they don't think it's going to be a big systemic risk. Um, but what central banks are doing is, is also um, kind of rattling markets a little bit because the Fed is talking about tapering as well. Um, and, um, you know, they've just had a policy meeting and, um, you know, suggested that, you know, interest rate rises are coming. Well, um, let's talk about that in just a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, and I'm talking to Leith Califf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Um, so we talked about Evergrande, but you're now talking about um, central banks and the Fed finally saying interest rate rises might be coming. Um, how much credence do we give to that and how are markets reacting? Because we've had umpteen um, market tantrums, as it were, mm. when they're worried about interest rates going up. I mean, markets clearly want easy money to last forever. 
They do, yeah. And I think what's that interesting is that the market's been very, very sanguine in the face of, of the fact that we are kind of in the kind of tightening part of the cycle. And the Fed's just had their meeting. They haven't done anything yet. Um, but some of the some of the kind of signals that were coming out of the Fed were, were um, a bit hawkish in terms of, of tightening monetary policy, obviously from a very low, low base because monetary policy is incredibly loose. But um, mm. With, you know, they're looking at kind of what expectations are. There are now more expectations from the, the, the committee members of the Fed that interest rates will rise next year. And Jay Powell, who's Fed, uh, the, the chair of the, uh, of the Fed, is actually saying, well, um, you know, November could easily be the date at which we stop, uh, um, you know, throwing mm. stimulus or not, or start to, to taper it back. Um, and previously, when that's happened, um, you know, we have had a bit of a taper tantrum. That hasn't happened this this time. And, you know, I'm not entirely sure why. It, it might be because there's been a little bit of warning. It might just be because markets, sometimes market participants are just incredibly short term. And they might be thinking, well, we've got easy money for mm. another six <laughs> weeks at least, you know, because, yes. um, because we know it's not going to happen until November. And it's also probably important to recognise that what they're signalling is going to start happening is that they're just going to start uh, start reducing the amount of money that they're putting into the system. So they're still going to be putting loads of money into the system. It's just going to start reducing. So the idea would be, I think, that kind of from November, yes, they stop throwing at the moment. They're putting 120 billion dollars uh, worth a month in, into the economy. So they're just gradually going to taper that away. That obviously doesn't mean that they're that 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 money has just disappeared. But it means that the stimulus is, is getting is, is getting slowly less. So, so perhaps that is also why markets are not not particularly concerned at the moment. And what lies behind the the, the Fed's change of of heart? Fear of inflation? Um, fear that the economy is going to overheat? Otherwise? Well, I mean, if you if you believe the their narrative, it's because the kind of conditions that they set um, for interest rate rate rises have now materialized. Um, so, you know, maximum, um, employment, um, and, and also inflation at 2%, significantly above that, but they're talking about in the medium term. So, you know, their, 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 their view is that, um, those conditions are now there. And so it might be the time to start, start tightening. Mm. Um, I mean, we've also had the Bank of England, um, 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 and, um, announcing no change to, to their policy today. But I know that they are also uh, going to be meeting in November. And that's going to be an interesting meeting for the Bank of England as well, because it will be the first time um, uh, that they've met um, after, the, after the furlough scheme has disappeared. Um, because, and that's, that's significant because they will be looking at Kind of clear employment data for the first time rather than this picture that's distorted by the furloughs so who knows i mean it could be that in in november it's that time when actually you know kind of markets and also the policy makers at both of these central banks are looking forward to 2022 and they think well actually maybe now is the time to start talking about this stuff and start readying the market for tighter policy um, you want to talk briefly don't you about the the green gill that the um government issued um this week so what is yeah. it why were investors so excited uh well i mean it's um it's a new issue it's 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 an entirely new phenomenon for the uk government um other other uh, countries have issued this kind of bond but it's basically what i like to refer to as a guilt-free guilt so you can basically okay. invest in it 
um, without worrying that it's, it's going to you know go to anything that harms the harms the environment or goes into um, you know defence spending or something like this, because the proceeds from it are ring fenced for you know green infrastructure, green projects, these kinds of things. Uh, and the, what was interesting was that the government issued ten billion um, pounds worth. Uh, of this guild and you know, the reports are that they received bids uh, for over 100 billion pounds worth so there's a lot of demand um, for, for this bond um, which kind of shows that you know kind of I think there's there's obviously a lot of demand for bonds mm. anyway um, but but I mean particularly this this green issue uh, and there's another five billion pound bond that they're that they're planning again this year so so yeah, forgive we, me for asking a stupid question, but mm-hmm. if central banks are likely to start increasing interest rates, isn't that going to be bad news for guilt? It is. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But at the moment, they're not doing that. They're still buying up guilt. Um, and I think probably the, the issue is that there are a lot of um, there are a lot of um, investors, institutional investors who will buy gilts and mm. bonds irrespective of what the price is because of regulation and i'm thinking particularly of insurance companies and pension funds yes. so pension funds liabilities are determined by bond yields and that means if they hold bonds they're kind of safe because whatever happens you know the kind of liabilities move in one direction yes. the assets move in move in the other um so there are just some fairly price insensitive buyers of bonds out there but I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right that, um, you know, if interest rates start rising, if, if inflation starts taking off, bonds are going to be an absolutely horrible place to be. Um, but there is still a huge amount of, of demand for them. Mm. So this bond was a, so mature is in 2033. So what's that? It's a 12 year bond. And the, the interest rate on it was just under 0.9% per annum over that Ooh. time. So well, even if you assume- Coupon might be looking a little bit um, miserly, of course, if interest rate go up and bonds prices collapse but exactly right yeah but i mean it's an interesting one to keep an eye on and nsni interestingly are also going to be issuing a a green saving bond later Mm. on this year so so probably one for retail savers to keep an eye on too fascinating thank you very much indeed i've been talking to leith calaf head of investment analysis at aj bell um we'll be having another financial outlook for personal investors at the same time next week sharing ideas about money This is Share Radio.